You are now tuning into This is a Safe Space. I'm your host, Nyasia, and let's get right into it. Welcome to another episode of This is a Safe Space. This week will be solo. I hope you guys have been enjoying the guests. I know it's been kind of all over the place having you know, different energies and different personalities, but I've thoroughly enjoyed it and I love getting other perspectives. So I really want your honest opinions because you as listeners are the most important to me. If you're listening to this right now, I I still have, you know, yet to accept that this is even a thing. I'm just, you know, still winging it, still procrastinating, but I really, really appreciate each and every one of you that reach out to me and get some sort of value or entertainment out of this. I didn't want it to be another month. I barely like it when it's two weeks, but here I am showing up for myself. I don't want to put a label on how I'm feeling or even necessarily what I am working through because we're all working through something, right? I recently got a new therapist. (laughs) Me and my other one wasn't working out and any of my therapy goers or any of you considering therapy and just don't know if it's right for you or think it's a joke or whatever, know that you have the choice and know that your relationship with your therapist is not always going to be what you expect it to be. I honestly think going in with prejudgments ruins the experience. The more open you are with someone whose goal and job is to dig deeper with you to get you to have a bit better understanding of yourself, the better the results you'll have. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to mesh with everyone because we're humans. We, When we see someone, it's easy to make an assumption about what kind of personality they're going to have. Like if someone looks too nice or if someone looks too hard or mean or if someone looks too weak, it's you're going to have prejudgment. So when I'm, you know, looking at my therapist initially, I'm I kind of I try not to. But the human in me is just like, ah, you look blah. And that it doesn't always have to be uh, negative. It could be you look nurturing and they don't have kids or you look like a bitch but then you smile and you're the nicest person in the world. And we do that to people all the time. And I feel like it gets in our own way of building great connections or having a deeper understanding of ourselves. So I broke up with my last therapist because as as I dig deeper in figuring out myself and my therapy journey or just like my relationship journey with my friends, family, significance, I respond differently to different approaches and it's not always a great thing my last therapist was a very nice lady which is awesome but sometimes I need somebody to tell me to get my shit together and just like that like if if I could if if um, if physical violence wasn't so frowned upon, like maybe a good like slap, slap to the wrist, slap to the face, something like I, I need sometimes I need you to brutally, you know, tell me to, hey, you, what you're doing is fucking you up. What you're doing is hindering your growth. Like I, I need that. And it's not that she wasn't doing that. It's just her approach was a bit soft for me. 
I need, I'm trying to think of what show that was. Insecure, all my Insecure fans. Molly's therapist is what I need. Like, give it to me raw. Give it to me what I don't want to hear. But like, in that way, like, like have a smart mouth with me, you know? And I don't know if that's just because like I grew up, like, I grew up in a house full of women. I grew up with um, a family member that was very vocal and will curse you out and stuff like that. Like I'm used to that type of energy, not to say that that's great because that definitely hasn't shown up well in my relationships, but I, I feel like I respond better or I get shit done better when it's that way. Like when I feel like I have a consequence, I don't know. But she was great, and I definitely learned a lot. I got some great resources from her, but I just didn't feel like we matched. I, I needed, I needed something else. I don't know if I necessarily needed something need something harder because I'm a bit of a softy myself, and I'm a crybaby. But I just needed a different approach. So I got a new therapist, which is something that you can do. So all of my therapy goers that maybe not you know feeling the vibe with their therapist. Or also a big, big thing, and I feel like I've mentioned it in previous episodes, look at their line of work. One thing that I asked my new therapist off the bat and what I have done previously, what is what is your specialty? Like what types of situation, what types of trauma do you specialize in? Because not everybody is going to be geared towards what you're looking to do. So I think the more honest you are with yourself about where you're lacking or where you need help, the better experience you'll have as well, because you'll find someone that's specialized in that. So there are therapists that are specialized in family issues. There are uh, therapists specialized in relationship issues, um, domestic violence, abortion, um, sexual trauma. There are different people designated for different areas of work. So one of the main things I asked my therapist, like our first initial meetup was, you know, what, what is your history? Like what, what types of situations are you typically seeing? Like, where do you thrive? And that, that really helped. And my new therapist first session, we just vibed. Like it just, it just flowed. Like the conversation flowed. I really felt like I felt comfortable. I felt fully comfortable to really just, decompress and I felt like I was I felt like I was listened to I felt like the advice that she was giving me was really catered towards what I need to work on and she a great thing about her that she mentioned to me was I want you to look at this to not only see where you need work but so you can see what what you're doing really good at a cool thing about better help is that your therapist has the option to give you worksheets or even just reading material for you to just deepen deepen the work. And I honestly feel like that's a great thing about them that accelerates the process because you don't necessarily have to be in therapy for like ever. You like, once you worked through something that you that initially brought you there, or once you feel like you've got a deeper understanding of something that was holding you back it's like there comes a time where like you can take a break where you or where you need a break or where like you you've evolved so i feel like that's a good 
a good factor into why um, BetterHelp accelerates the healing process. So she gives me these worksheets that I have yet to finish and I'll, I'll explain them. So we're working on boundaries <laughs> and I have been working on my boundaries with people for years, literally my whole entire life. I am, I don't want to label myself a pushover because I don't even want to speak that onto my life. I am not. That is something I am not. However, I can be very nice and I have in the past put up with a lot of shit that I didn't have to, but I did for the purpose of making someone else feel comfortable or because I was too afraid or didn't know how to set healthy boundaries while respecting myself and just, you know, letting someone know, hey, you know, this is just not what I'm okay with. This is what I am okay with. And I don't want you to think I think of you any less, but this is just what is not going to work because there is nothing like someone crossing your boundaries and you staying silent about it until it builds up and you're snapping on them and they have no idea why. But it's an, initially your fault because you didn't set those boundaries. Now, now we're all looking crazy. Now we're both hurt and arguing <laughs> And that, that, like, that can be anywhere, boundaries in the workplace, boundaries in your friendships, boundaries like, so the worksheet that she gave me, and I've done before in my years of therapy, so it's basically, it gives you a phrase, it gives you a situation, and you, your, your response has to be how you would handle it, per se. So say, this, I'll give you a scenario. Your friend comes over, it's getting late, and you're ready to go to sleep. How do you tell your friend that you want them to leave? Because I have been in that situation. As I said in um, my previous episode, um, Hinge, the real tea, which I love you guys. Why is that my most listened to episode? I don't know. Maybe I should do more story times. I don't know. But go listen to Hinge, the real tea. Great review. Great review. But as I mentioned in Hinge, the real tea, I hate having to kick people out. Like that is just so awkward and it can happen with friends too. And because, because it's your friend, like, and I, I love how the scenario used friend because when it's your, when it's a dude, it's kind of like, I feel like that's an easier way to like slide out of there. But if it's your friend, like your home girl, like they're just hanging out, like, you know, like, you know, like you can be hanging out with your friends and like, you don't even know what time it is. Like y'all just hanging out like before you know it, it's 3 a.m we walk down three bottles of wine binge watch the show like shit like that happens but now it's getting to the point you're tired and you're ready to tell them to leave how do you tell them that and something something so simple like that but forming a response that sets clear boundaries while you know just hey has nothing to do with you like i love hanging out with you but I'm getting sleepy. Um, you know, it's time to wrap this up <laughs> initially. And it's a lot of different scenarios. And some some of them get tricky. Like, a lot of them are like, oh, like, ugh, I don't want to say anything. But it's like, you do. And that's how you practice. And that's how you form solid, healthy boundaries. I will say... I have been feeling a little lonely lately. There has been some major shifts in my life 
Um, it's been about, it's been like eight months since I graduated and got my associates, which is all well and cool. But as I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but in my life, that's just not my stopping point. I need another degree. <laughs> I need more money <laughs> until I am consistent enough in my craft. So I just, I just always like to have a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then even H, I, J, K, because I am an independent woman. I am a single woman. I live alone <sighs> and I want kids. So it's like, I, I know that I desire to have a husband. I know that I will have a husband, but I cannot subscribe to the fairy tale that like once you find your person and you guys start having kids or whatever that everything is just going to be okay they got it like their income is your income blah 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 like I have always just like I put myself in every scenario possible like you never know what can happen with anything so like before I have kids I want to make sure I'm good. Like, and I'm not saying like I have to be six figures, that I, but I just want to at least have something in place. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not satisfied with what I have right now. I'm grateful. I know I'm doing okay. I'm 25 and, you know, I'm, I'm proud of myself for what I've made myself to be. But I just know that, I have a desire for more and just stability and abundance. And I want to be able to provide that for my family, husband or not. Because <laughs> you never know what can happen. You never know. Like your husband could get a freak accident. Uh, your husband could lose his job. You could have no husband. What happens when you guys get divorced? <laughs> I, <laughs> that's my fucking problem. That's why I'm in therapy right there. But no, nah, I just... I'm independent, so I just always want to have it too. And that's that's just it. Like I just want to have it too. Like even if even if I know that I won't ever have to do it alone because God did not put us here to be alone and I will keep preaching that every episode until I get it, you get it, we all fucking get it. Do your shit. Do your work. Make a happy life for yourself because happiness comes from within, but know that you're not alone. And that you don't have to be, nor are you meant to be. Use your community. Use your family. Use your friends. And I don't mean use them, like drain them. But like, if you need a hug, go hug your mom. Go hug your homegirl. If you need, if, you, if your house is too silent, like for my people that live alone, if you've gone a few days without saying anything to yourself, without speaking actual words, invite your friend over for dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have resources and we have to use them. We are not meant to be alone. And like, I find myself getting in that as I'm in this transitional period of my life. And, you know, I've, I've spent more time alone this summer than I ever have in my life. And I wrote that on my vision board. <laughs> Coincidentally, I wrote two things on my vision board that I knew would bring a lot of change and discomfort in my life. I wanted to master solitude. I'm really spending time with myself because socialization has become a vice to me. 
weed as you guys know has been my biggest vice and i have not smoked weed i stopped drinking i already didn't like drinking like i like having a glass of wine i like having my occasional fruity drink but like going out and getting drunk like i don't like like the older i've gotten i can't recover i have a desk job i can't like i can't be going to work hungover no more like there's no walking it off like i have a meeting at 8 50 like i fucking can't now and it's like i want more of that in my life as i progress and as i get more certifications and degrees and get more experience like i I desire to have that type of lifestyle and I can't have that if I'm hungover. I can't have that if I'm high out of my mind and I haven't had a moment to fucking plan or budget or I haven't had any time alone because I'm spending too much time out with my friends or, you know, like, or out traveling. I, I in short, need to sit my ass down and I have been placed in a point in my life where like, I don't want to say forced to, but like, that's just inevitably what's happened. Like, okay, this is what you asked for. This is what you wrote, wrote out for your year. Now you're here. And I have been, I have been, I have been pretty isolated. I have spent more time alone this summer than, like I said, than I ever have in my life and I'm not smoking or drinking. So I'm really just here clear as fuck. I am not dating anymore. Just like, I don't want to say I need a break, but that is just where I'm at. I've got more important things to figure out in my life than being in love. I know that I want to be in love and I love how God shows up in our dreams to remind us that, hey, like, you know, everything that you want is still there. Everything that you've written out for yourself is still there because even though I'm in this lonely period and you know, I don't have anybody to, you know, cuddle with at night or I don't have anybody sending me cutesy good morning texts and shit like that. That doesn't mean like I won't have that. I had a nice, juicy, beautiful dream the other night, not even about anybody specific, which is so cool to me. I, If you're into dreams, like, please DM me and tell me what that means. I didn't like there was no face. There was no there was no person assigned to this body and this feeling, but the dream just like, I felt that warm, excited feeling of being in love. And I, and I woke up with like a smile on my face, like, wow, like, thank you for reminding me that, that is out there for me, that I will have that. And I don't know who it'll be with. And that is okay. I don't know who it'll be with. I don't know when it'll be, but I know that that is still written in the cards for me. I am just going through this period in my life where that's just not my priority and that's okay. My priority has to be me in my health right now because it never has been. Like, I feel like that fantasy is especially if you're one of those if you're if you're like me and follow all the wealth pages on twitter and instagram or any of the um sociology pages especially any anybody that like is into trading or finance 
I know you've seen the whole like go ghost for the year and stack your money and become a different person and miss out on the parties and that like that's just this fantasy like yeah just isolate yourself become a ghost and get your shit together and like that's a fantasy for me too like and it's like dang this is my first fourth of July I'm not shaking ass in Miami with my best friend and I'm so sad <laughs> instead I spent time with my mom and my sister and my grandma who was getting very old you know like not spending I'm cooking dinner I came home and went grocery shopping <laughs> you know like it's time for me to be in that period and 25 is just so different because you're on the other end of your 20s leading to 30 and a lot can and will happen in these next five years and I just I just want to build better habits and I, I know that this time is necessary, as uncomfortable as it feels, as lonely as it feels. Like I said, my phone is dry. And as a result, I feel like, uh, and just saying it out loud is like, ew, but I feel like I have been like addicted to social media as a social outlet. I am on Instagram all the time and I'm not, and what sucks guys, I'm not looking at shit. I'm not even scrolling for real. Like I'm not looking at reels because if I get in real if a, a real loop, then like I feel like I'm on TikTok. I'm like just looking through stories, and I'm not, even, bro. I swear to you, I'm not even looking at anything. Like, I'll get on there, like do one scroll, not look through anything. Look through a few stories, not do anything. Check my DMs, check my notifications. Get off. Five minutes later, eh, let me see if anybody's if I've gotten any social interaction. Boom. Like, it's just like a weird loop because I don't have shit else to do because my phone is dry. <laughs> but I I do have shit else to do. I have a whole ass life to live. I'm just lonely. And navigating through a lonely season is, is tough. Like, it's, it's uncomfortable. But, and like me not having weed to fucking distract myself or using socialization and going out as a vice. Like, you're forced to be here and work on yourself. And I need that right now. I do. Everything happens for a reason. And I'm here because I need to right now. I also have had like zero sexual desire lately, which is cool, but I crave physical touch like so badly. I just want to cry in someone's arms and have them rub my back or just hold me, hug me, kiss my forehead. Like, I desire that. And um, this morning, uh, me and my mom stayed, me and my family stayed in a resort um, for the 4th, which was really cool. Like, that was a first time for me, really, especially in adulthood. Um, and me and my mom were just, like, floating around the pool. And I was, like, just, just fucking off. I was, like, carry me. <laughs> and I just went up to her and just like wrapped my arms around her and like that warm, safe feeling that I've been craving or that, you know, in my years of living here alone, I've only really gotten from men. I got from my mom and it was just a nice reminder of, wow, like you don't got to go searching for that. You have it. You have someone who loves you unconditionally that you can hug and 
touch and feel that warm, safe, nurturing feeling with. But I don't even want to go down the rabbit hole of the mother-daughter relationship, but I have a very distant relationship with my mom. And I think it's just by circumstance, honestly. I, I can really say, you know, confidently, the older I've gotten, the more I have humanized my mother and really can understand her because she had me at 20. You know, as I mentioned, you know, shout out previous episodes. <laughs> my episode with Jacory, food stamps are a luxury. You know, we talk about growing up with a single mom and like a lot of her just growing up affected the relationship that we have. And it has nothing to do about good or bad or right or wrong. My mom loves me to death and would do anything to make me happy and safe. And that is enough. Do I, you know, have sometimes have this place of lack or fear or rejection or yeah, there's unhealed things, but I know that she loves me. And that's awesome. But yeah, I I have, I've been craving physical touch hardcore, but not just from anybody. Cause they, you can't just like, bro, you ever see them niggas on, on Tinder? And they'd be like looking for a cuddle buddy. Like I just can't cuddle with everybody. Like I just feel like everybody doesn't deserve that intimacy. You know, like I want a hug from someone that loves me, you know, like a, that wants the, best for me that I can just lay up and just be a baby I've been craving I've been craving some serious just nurturing and you know being in the place I am right now in my life I don't know how to like turn that off or how to how to find that when I when it's not accessible you know I don't, I don't really know how to go about that, but I'll figure it out. <sighs> but for now, I um, just provide warm feelings. I snuggle up with lots of pillows and I drink tea and just remind myself that I am loved. Circling back to when I said, I don't just want that from anybody. One of the last guys that I was like, I don't even want to say dating a guy that I met and went on dates with for a few days and not even, even dates. We went on gym dates, which was cool. First for me. Eh, Yeah. That was a first for me going on gym dates. Cool. He was doing too much. He wanted to cuddle and snuggle and hold me and hold my hands. And bro, like, Nigga was showing PDA within the first week. First date, he was trying to kiss me. Like, first converse, first real, like, conversation, he was trying to kiss me. And, like, ugh. when you've been through trauma and spent excessive time working through the effects and rebuilding, it's quick to catch red flags and really hard to ignore them, even if it's somebody you fuck with. There was not, uh, bro, I was already giving him a chance. He was a short king. <laughs> Very attractive, great personality, super interesting. And he just was doing too much. 
Like, we have not gotten to the point of where I feel comfortable to cuddle with you or, like, be all up on you. Like, that shit is built. I don't care, like, how fine you are. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. Like, that shit, like, I don't know. Like, fundamentals of relationship building, like, I feel like are out the window now because we're lonely. And that... When you become more emotionally intelligent, you see little signs like behaviors of, you know, fear of abandonment or like that nigga, like that nigga was lonely. That nigga was looking for his next girlfriend for sure. And like what he had a, a grasp of something cool, like, ooh, like you're attractive, you're cool, like, yes, I'm about to just lock you down. You're about to be my girl. Like he literally was like, like the shit he was saying to me would be cool. Like if it was somebody that I was dating for months, but I had just met this nigga like three days ago and he was already sending me books about how he felt about me. I'm like, nigga, you don't even know me. You don't know my name. Like you don't even know my la- middle or last name. And you're writing me books with a fucking thesis paragraph in conclusion about how you feel about me like no you're projecting (laughs) your loneliness and i don't got time for that those first signs we see in the beginning of narcissism and just insecurities or just broken children that never healed remember to have empathy and not be so judgmental because bitch you're healing too and sometimes i have to tell myself that like okay you know not everybody spent years studying the mind and human behaviors and relationship skills and went through therapy not only but not only that like i have had a lot of fucking terrible relationships (laughs) i've had a lot of relationships that just didn't go right i lived with my partner my last boyfriend of like eh, you might as well say we were together for three years we lived together we fucking lived together. And that, that taught me so much. So, like, when you come to me with little, like, little, little hints of negative behavior like that, that I can see farther down the line being a reason that I leave you, I can't ignore it. Like, I gotta, I gotta address it. But you can't be judgmental. You have to protect yourself. But don't drive yourself crazy when you see someone that you like or you love dealing with their own mental illnesses that they can't see. When you see someone struggling, all you can do is provide different insight and give them grace. You can never force someone to get what they're going through. Like, there is no telling someone, like, that nigga was in La La Land. You feel me? Like, the dude that I just met fucking a few days ago... He really, like, those paragraphs were coming from his little broken heart. Who are you to tell somebody that they need to heal, you know? Who are you to tell somebody? Like, that, like, that would have been really hurtful. Like, that that can be really hurtful to people. Like, even if it is something they need to hear, like, it's just almost like, like, who are you to make that jurisdiction? Especially, like, if there's not any time put in, like, we're not in a serious relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I don't know. It, it's it's just hard to force someone to see something that may not have even been introduced to them. Like they may not know that they're projecting their insecurities. 
but that's not your responsibility. So don't deal with no type of behavior and pay attention to what people show you in the beginning because it's going to come up and it's going to keep coming up and then it's going to come up so deeply that you might not fuck with them anymore. And there's no need to hate people because of their own illnesses or their own unhealed trauma. But just like make a mental note, like be aware and act accordingly. If you got to cut them off, you got to cut them off. If you got to refrain, you got to refrain. If you got to fucking like, hey, like, let's just be friends for a little bit. (laughs) You know, like, let's just vibe. (laughs) Let's just vibe for a little bit because you, I don't want to do too many you statements, but just like, I feel uncomfortable. Never, like, never refrain from telling someone what if they're doing something that makes you uncomfortable but don't be a judgmental bitch like me i hope you guys have a great night um thanks for letting me rant i'm glad that i chose to do this instead of cry myself to sleep so you guys are doing me a bigger favor than i am probably doing you i love you guys and until next time bye